You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your host here, Monster DeFace, and today we are back with episode 133. Time to bring the action, bring the noise, because it is FNCS Competitive Weekend. And of course, we got my boy Panda joining us here today. Panda, what's up, my bro? Yo, what's going on, guys? Man, listen, we've had a great, great weekend of Fortnite comp. FNCS uh, semifinals is just concluded. The heats are over. The reboot round just ended. And Booga, Bizzle, and Clicks dominated. But before we get there, I just want to catch up with you, man. How was your week? How was everything? Happy that we're able to be on time with this next episode and uh, bring a little <laughs> content to the people. Yeah, before the grand finals this weekend. Yeah, without a doubt. It's always good to... To get on that schedule you know if you're not on the schedule man you, it kind of gets crazy but uh no it's been a, it's been a good week good week uh you know just uh trying to relax trying to cast as much as i can i've been again casting a whole nother weekend casted 16 or 17 hours over the weekend Ooh. so always what you, uh what were you casting uh eu uh fncs so i, I casted the semifinals, uh both heats on saturday both heats on sunday and then the reboot round so it was more like 18 hours if i remember correctly wow that's a hey, listen man i've been there i've been that that hours of hours of casting it is not easy so kudos to you man and congrats you know getting active baby getting active that's what we like to see uh yeah, for me though, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy weekend, man. Got to obviously cast some FNCS this weekend myself. Hopped on into the NA East region. We did OCE as well with Aussie Antics over the late night shift. And then Monday, the grind did not stop. Jumped onto Nick A30's event, which we will be covering a little later in this episode, too. So really awesome week for me. Um, I'm looking forward to, of course, this finals though. I think I'm just gonna take the next couple days nice and easy, just so I come in super fresh for the weekend to come. Uh, but we are here. We are here for this. So let's actually just catch up to the FNCS. Let's give people a couple uh, notable names maybe that are making it through. Let's uh, let's kick it off with NA East, though. Yeah, let's definitely start in NA East. We'll talk about, obviously, the dominance coming from Booga, Bizzle, and Clicks and their heat. I mean, if you really expected anything different from this trio, you're, you're betting against the wrong horse, to be honest, right? So you had them doing incredible things throughout their heat. You had tons of other stuff going on. You know, you still have Tabne, Teo, and Shimp surprising people out here, placing third in their heat. Uh, another trio, though, that I want to mention, I want to bring up, that has been kind of underrated, and they've just been so consistent, is Acorn, Slacks, and Jack. I, I hear a lot of people talking about all these players, right? But nobody's really talking about them in the way that they should. They have been so consistent. From FNCS this past weekend, placing first, then the Cash Cup doing extremely well. I mean, literally, they're just popping off. So, yeah, and, and tons of great stuff going on. I was going to say, you know what? They took first place in their heats coming out of Heat C. So, they dominated. And not only that, they broke records across the board. 279 points after their six matches. Three out of six victory royales, ladies and gentlemen. That is a big, big deal. Considering that no one else got even remotely close to how consistent they were across yeah other regions averaging 12 eliminations around so absolutely uh, uh look out for slack
Blacks, Acorn, and Jack. For me, you talk about up-and-comers that people aren't giving enough attention to. I'm thinking about DJ and Agers and Skittles. They had one Ooh. of the toughest heats. They had heat number four, also known as Heat D, and they came second there, second to Creo, Illis, and Avery. So really was a close competition over the FNCS weekend, but... What stands out to me most about Skittles, DGen, and Agers is the fact that DGen and Agers in particular have made every single dream hack up until now. So you're talking mm -hmm. about months and months of grand finals competition. But not only that, they've done it on multiple regions, West, EU, and, you know, like, again, coming out first place in different regions or, you know, crushing your region just in general. That is not easy. Definitely not easy to do over the, the course of how many seasons they've done it. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's a team that is a dark horse to take the entire FNCS finals. Yeah, I mean, you look at all these great teams that made it through and, and you think like genuinely who's going to come out on top because there's it's really anybody's game. You look at like like Creo, Illis, Avery again, another trio that's been very, very consistent throughout the season. And they've stepped up in a lot of ways. But, like, that heat was so stacked. And not only was that heat stacked, but the reboot round following that heat, because of that heat, was insane, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But before we dive into that, you know we got to talk about the drama going on over these heats, Monster. And it, it really has got to start at the best drop on the map. It's it's Caddy Corner and Colazo's team getting... Uh, uh, taking advantage, I should say, of a gold glitch kind of going on that that Epic hasn't really said whether or not it's okay. Yeah. And uh, they took advantage of this gold glitch. They go for the snowman. And what do they find? No snowman. Another team actually ran up and killed the snowman first causing this team to get death threats and some other crazy stuff. It's just wild. Monster. Yeah, yeah. And I can break this down a little further. First off, let me kick off it by, I guess, explaining what is the glitch? Like, what do you do? Um, there's a correlation between public and comp. If you jump into public and you accept some of those gold challenges, some challenges allow you to carry these challenges into other rounds. So what you do is you, you essentially loophole the game by saying, hey, I'm going to go into pubs. I'm going to start one of these extended challenges. But then when my comp game starts, I'm going to finish the challenge in the comp game and claim the rewards in the comp game so it's a it's a way and a method for them to really cheese their way to uh some fast track their way to a ton of gold and then caddy's corner the whole idea of this spot being so strong is there's a hundred percent spawn rate for snow mando and he spawns up in the hangers up on the left by caddy's corner and you can buy obviously uh upgrades from him but most importantly the big chill which is the snowball launcher and this snowball launcher is busted, guys. It literally allows you to do uh, massive ice freezing chill damage through the boxes, which essentially gives you free height or, you know, stops people on rotates and stuff like that. It's, it's a super powerful weapon. And yeah, teams were actually exploiting over the weekend using this exploit, if you will, or glitch or workaround, whatever. I think it's an exploit, so. Um, but <laughs> teams are using it. Epic didn't really address it, and it, it was detrimental to a lot of team success. OCE's reboot round, which is a one-win-takes-all round, was actually grieved by this same weapon. A player bought it, shot up to high ground, and then froze the guy on height and basically allowed him to uh, heal off and... and win the game so even in oce it was affecting players this time in na east Colazo's team was denied the opportunity to it because another team knew what they were going to do and then grieved them on purpose so um what do you what do you think about players that grief other players in tournaments 
Yeah, I mean, that's just a tough situation. I mean, it's it's wild that, first of all, that if you get to that point that you're worried about griefing other people. I If I'm at that point, I'm going to be focused up. I want to make sure that I have some points on the board or I'm going to take that reboot round, which is the case for here, Colazzo's team and the team that he was going up against. Either A, they gave up and they said, we're not confident enough to win this round. Or B, they were trying to quote unquote think strategically, which is, I guess, what they claimed was going on after the fact. Regardless of the situation, um, it, it's just insane. And you look at that that in game from the reboot round, you see Zayt stretch Saf on the high ground. You see just down below was Colazzo's team, Colazzo D roller class, literally with the potential to take that game that that weapon in itself could have actually turned it around for them not to say it definitely would have but there is definitely the potential there well my, so, my whole thing is just it like sucks. I, I really do feel like it's strategy to stop the other people from being able to acquire that loot like that yeah. that's really what i think yeah i mean it's one of those things that you you know intentionally that another player is going to do this so then you're going to do what you can to stop that, if that makes sense. And in some ways, it, it could obviously be like competitive nature and, and something that you genuinely want to do. But also, it could be considered griefing. Like these kids did not do very well in the reboot round. So they, they essentially just ruined Colossus' chances and then dipped. And then ultimately, they had no chance or had a very low chance of being able to compete, especially... When you have Zate, Saf, and Stretch uh, in your heat, which we'll talk about the just the insane plays from them, uh, you you're really going to struggle, especially if they get that high ground. Yeah, and I actually want to get into that. Let's just talk about how Zate, Saf, and Stretch ended up in the reboot round because we had them on the list to qualify out of the top eight on heats, and they came yeah. up just just short at 11th place guys uh to break in was 105 11th was 88 points so they were about 20 points off the mark basically one good end game off the mark which could have happened in that final round but yeah. they were they were also targeted by players in the final round and this wasn't a strategic target you had the last place team basically one of the last place teams land in salty towers to contest zate sap and stretch now normally this is already an issue in its own but instead Zade had a player called what was it purpose land on him and yeah. grab heels from the from the draw spot and start chucking them out to the middle of the desert so this is an intentional grief and this is actually captured on broadcast so like while i was commentating over these actual games we didn't see the throwing of the heels or anything but we did see the camping hiding and like just the sabotage right of the yeah. one of the teams that is on the bubble in the conversation to actually qualify um i feel like epic should be actioning these teams and for whatever reason we really haven't seen anyone at epic take big action against people that are quote-unquote griefing we saw the little instance just recently where if players were backing out intentionally right to deny information from the shakedown to opponents they were getting punished but we have mm -hmm. not seen anyone that has purposely landed like from last place on one of either a bubble team or first place team and get punished for it. Yeah. And, and even that situation that you talk about, right. They reversed it after the fact. So they had banned a bunch of players. They adjusted heats. And then Thursday before the semifinals, they said, you know what? Sorry. We're actually going to just give them warnings and not warnings and DQs. So 
it, it kind of makes you wonder, is Epic being a, a little too lenient on the players right now? Uh, either way, regardless, right? Griefing, it sucks. And that whole situation was crazy. I got to watch it, not from the main broadcast perspective, but I watched it from Chap's perspective because he was doing a replay viewing party and he actually watched the player chuck the minis. And when we were watching it, my, my wife and I, she looked at me and she's like, why are they screaming about this? And I was like, Emily, it, this is a lot worse than you think. Yeah. <laughs> because it is just genuinely, your intention was not to win. You already lost. You knew you weren't going anywhere. So now it's just a matter of making sure that another team that is just outside or close to qualifying, make sure you do anything you can to ruin their game. And that's just unfortunate for Zayt, Saf, and Stretch. Yeah, and this is one of those blatant situations where you see it. It's black and white. It's just really no way to defend yourself on this one. And for that reason, I think Epic, like, I don't know, man. They need to step up here. They need to nip this because this has happened so many times now. And yeah. we've seen it where it's gotten ex escalated beyond that, right? Players go to their DMs. They start, you know, basically internet harassing one another, right? Saying all kinds of foul stuff in the DMs about the players. And that that's mm -hmm. just, you know, not including all the BM and the dancing on one another. You know, like, it gets, it gets exactly. real foul. It gets real foul. It doesn't look like good sportsmanship. And I think for Fortnite and for Fortnite competitive in a BR this big, um, you have to enforce these kind of plays and, and situations so that you make a great example for the next tournament, right? Because the longer that they don't check these kind of things, the more it's going to happen, right? There's no instance of players getting banned for doing this. And for that reason, I think Epic is in the wrong here. And I got my pitchfork out, all right? So I'm letting y'all know right now. <laughs> I, I do I do think it needs to be, uh, to be fixed. But here's someone who's not going to ever pick up a pitchfork. It's uh, it's my boy Nick A30, man. I told you guys we're going to be talking about Nick A30 in this podcast. And... Uh, here we are. Let's talk about Nick A30. Nick A30 had a cup go down this weekend, Life of Panda. Yeah, and, and it was an interesting cup indeed. Obviously, if you don't know, for those at home, it was a Twitch Rivals branded uh, cup for Nick A30 specifically. Now, normally when these cups take place, Nick A30 traditionally uh, participates in them. So he's one of the players. He picks a team, etc. right? Here, he actually commentated the event. So all these invited players came in, and, and Nick A30, Golden Boy, and Mr. Monster D-Face himself got to commentate over the gameplay. And a lot of players related this situation directly back to World Cup vibes. And that's, that's what kind of like hit home for me uh, from a player standpoint and then a viewer standpoint as well. It was so enjoyable to watch and then to see the players afterwards so pumped that they got to be a part of it and how cool it was. Like, honestly, great job all around Twitch Rivals and Nick A30 for being able to put that on. Yeah, not only that, the way they captured the content was really awesome, guys. If you guys are a fan of the hybrid uh, spectator client plus live stream perspectives, you guys are going to love this. So you get a little bit of everything. You have like the player reactions, the genuine wins and the hype. But then you have that live spectator client supporting the game in real time and supporting the tournament. Uh, the way it all worked out, five games of Battle Royale duos competition, which led into a zone war for all the cash and the prizing. Um, so really just cool, innovative way. And Nick A30 had a super 
sick like custom map built out you guys know nick you know he loves microwaved ice cream he loves his dog <laughs> he loves a bunch of stuff dude and that's what the map was the map was like encapsulating everything that is him and his community his huge logos like it was dope guys it was really cool and the reason i really wanted to bring this up today was because for someone who's never professionally commentated before well he did he commentated the summer skirmish week five so if you guys have been with fortnite for a long time dude that was like when i started like i think i casted the week after him right so like literally <laughs> this is a long long time ago guys um he knew and remembered how hard it was to commentate and he said this time like he was just dude he was shouting me out he was shouting gb he was just talking about how much of a better experience it was being alongside what he called two of the best in the world that's right guys True. two of the greatest commentators to have ever touched True. this earth uh no but seriously me me and uh gb here we held it down we we set him up for success and you could tell that he was really feeling it um i think nick is gonna be like legit legit on one of the fncs's i'm not kidding i i can see him already commentating in the future because of how much of a good job he did like i was yeah. genuinely blown away i literally told him hey listen if you ever want to do this again let me know dude like it was so sick he did a great job so check out nick 830's channel check out uh, his broadcast from march 8th 2021 when you guys listen to this uh that right there you'll see the entire show you see how cool it was and he actually drove his own show uh, Panda, you've had your fair share of commentating now, right? Like mm -hmm. leading up to this. I feel like most of the times or the first time you ever commentated was probably alongside me and I was driving yeah. the show, right? And you were kind of like my backup. Have you had the opportunity to like drive a show as the lead caster yet? Yeah, a few times now. Uh, so when I did a couple things with Nursery Gamers, I got to more or less lead the show there uh, with Levin. Um, that was a good experience. Uh, I, and now with the Loopway app and, and, and the stuff that I've been doing with them for their esports team, uh, I've basically been splitting lead with somebody's gun. Who, If nice. you don't know at home, another great commentator in the space. Uh, he's on the come up too. And he is so enjoyable to, to work with. And, and what we do right afterwards, we're like, okay, this is what we did well. This is what we need to work on great tomorrow let's flip the script this is what you're going to focus on this is what i'm going to focus on so like i'll host one day and then he'll host the next nice so we're constantly changing it up and it's also nice when you get to commentate with the same person over and over again right because it, it ultimately you, you get that flow that rhythm with one another and it just becomes seamless yeah definitely like, uh, uh, I, I was gonna say i've had my fair share of like commentating with tons of people over the years uh and i'm finally getting into a groove now where like ozzy's been my like co-commentator and like my duo right yeah yeah i mean you had Bala there for a little bit and now aussie antics stepping up uh i gotta say i i always love your guys's cast but the moment for me throughout the entire broadcast that got me dying was when they switched the cameras i don't know if you guys saw this at home but they switched the cameras back to Zeke, uh, Shio, uh, and oh, I forgot her name. But oh, they Kelly Link. The cameras, Kelly Link. <laughs> they, they switched the cameras back over, and Zeke's face is frozen 
in one of the most awkward positions. Yeah, if you guys are familiar with Twitch and you know the Craigasm with a mouth open face, I don't know mm -hmm. how Zeke ended up with his mouth open on stream and then his camera <laughs> decided to die all at the same time, but it made for the perfect screenshot. Um, Definitely an embarrassing moment for him. Really funny though. It just fits the whole like, you know, Zeke vibe. He took it like a champ. He laughed it off. Uh, just an Damn. awesome weekend of content overall. So if you guys have not checked out any of the FNCS, if you guys haven't checked out the Nick A30 Cup, do yourself the favor. You'd enjoy yourself on your way home or, you know, when you get home from your ride, listen to the podcast. I know a lot of you guys do this uh, typically. <laughs> so, you know, when you catch a moment, check it out, guys. Uh, catch up. Let's, um... Let's move on yeah. to the next topic, though, here, Panda. I want you to introduce this next one because uh, Ozzy Antics is back here on the podcast, and he's found something new here to show. Yeah, and this is one thing. I'll, I'll shout out Ozzy Antics ahead of time. He seems to find these devices that enhance whatever's going on. He was one of the the first ones talking about, like, Wooden keyboard and, and, and those adjustable keyboards. Now he has found uh, a, a function or a device that attaches to your controller and creates a scroll, a scroll wheel reset function for controller players. So let me break it down here a little bit, though. So an Etsy shop opened mm, roughly about a week, a week and a half ago, not too long ago, called Controller Scroller. This, this Etsy shop opens up, and he is essentially 3D printing this add-on for controllers that gives you the function of scroll wheel reset on controller for Fortnite players. So naturally, Aussie finds this, creates a video about it. Um, and up until that point, he had like maybe five, 10 sales. Um, Aussie puts this video out. And then within minutes of Aussie putting this video out, he sells out of his entire inventory, like 112 units, I think in total. Insane. Um, and just sells out immediately. But that speaks to not only obviously the the nature of the device and how unique it is and how sought after it would be for a controller player, but the the impact and and power uh, of an influencer. And when an influencer says they're interested in something, it makes a difference. Yeah, and beyond that, it also just speaks to we have an inherent problem in Fortnite Epic. Make the game fair for everyone, right? Like, that's also exactly. just the other side of it because the truth is no one would need a scroll wheel on their controller if it didn't, like, actually do something beneficial to the games that they're playing. So... Either yep. one, controller developers, hey, there's a market there, make better controllers. Two, hey, uh, uh, game developers, you know, what's going on here? You know, there's some checks and balances that need to be hit. And then, of yep. course, yes, absolutely, the power of influencers. Um, I don't know what's the name of this device, guys. I would love to, like, just kind of hook you guys up with it, but... It's sold out anyways, and this is being made like in some dude's basement probably. So the yeah. odds of anyone listening here that's going to find it is probably way too late. But hey, if you want some more information, I'm sure you guys can check out Ozzy Antics' YouTube video just to kind of take a little bit of a deep dive um, into that. Uh, one thing we won't get in too much of into a deep dive of will be Arab getting banned for making his very edgy religious jokes. But let's just talk about it. Let's talk about how Arab got himself banned for i don't know if he was making jokes at like uh islamic uh religion muslim like do you have a little bit more uh i guess uh of the you know information about this one yeah so it started off obviously we don't know the exact reason for the ban and he is unbanned now uh on twitter so just to make that clear ahead of time but he he was uh i think it was muslim focused uh 
uh, religious jokes and, and he felt or Arab or Arabic jokes that he felt that he was inclined to obviously talk about and make fun of or joke with uh, being that it is his religion is his background. And so these jokes come out. He talks about it. Um, people naturally are upset. So instead of him like coming out and like apologizing or trying to backpedal it all in, in true Arab fashion, he then proceeds to go even deeper. So he starts uh, just bringing up other religious topics. Uh, I mean, there's some crazy tweets out there. I think even like, I mean, just ultimately trying to, to fuel or flame the fire, so to speak. And that potentially could have just uh, steamrolled into him getting banned there on Twitter. That is crazy. Yeah, and not only that, listen, guys, Arab, he's edgy, all right? And that's the word mm -hmm. I'm going to use. He's, he's, a, he's a really awesome dude. Like, I got on his podcast. I love Arab to death. He's a, he's a sick, sick human. But yeah. he's also a sick human. Like, I mean, on the other side, like his humor. Like, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got the whole dark humor thing going on, right? And he doesn't like to compromise what he finds funny. He's personally one that thinks like, yo, man, the internet's soft. Like, you can't say stuff that you used to say, you know, back whenever, right? Because there's whole cancel culture. So he's really on that kind of wavelength and that vibe um outside of like the kind of jokes and stuff that he makes on social media you know he does a lot of good for the community but yeah he does definitely poke the bear and if someone finds something offensive he's probably going to continue to you know again make make jokes about whatever it is you can find offensive because he thinks that's funny um so yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, I think it is funny because he's really true to himself. I don't think it's funny yeah. sometimes when he just goes like overboard, like the religious jokes, like they, they he, you know, he could get really dark guys. So maybe, maybe some listeners here, I'm sure every, every, uh, every, uh, how does it say it? Um, you know, there's, there's a boat for every float, whatever, dude, all that yeah, kind of exactly. stuff. Go get your boat floated. If you're into that kind of stuff, by Arab <laughs> over there, feel free to check this man out. Um, but the man just got unbanned, so luckily he is back. He gave a shout-out to Shaman, who's from at CopeGG. If you guys are unfamiliar with Shaman, she is awesome. She's one of the mothers in the Fortnite and esports space of some of the Fortnite community. Um, she's launched her own organization called the Coalition of Parents in Esports. They're a nonprofit nice. organization. They promote positivity in esports. They support gamers on tournaments, scholarships, resources. They do a lot of really, really awesome stuff. And myself, my team at the practice server, we work with the Coalition of e uh, Parents in Esports, and we want to continue to kind of nurture that relationship. And they just go out of their way, man. Like I said, it's a nonprofit org, and they pick up the, literally the community's problems which as we all know there are so many of them they pick up these problems and they uh they get the solutions man getting people unbanned getting people fair trials if you will on some of their issues and that kind of stuff so this was uh this is my non-paid non-sponsored advertisement <laughs> for cope gg and word if you're a parent in esports and you want to follow them on twitter check them out at c-o-p-e g-g all right guys um Talk to me, though, Panda. We got Creative coming in. Yeah, Creative stepping up, man. All of a sudden, without much announcement, they drop a 50-man Creative Lobby. So now, if you don't know, for those at home, you can load into your favorite Creative Maps or into Creative Maps such as Zone Wars Maps, um, and, and you can load in with 50 people. This is just insane to me. Obviously, it's very, very early stages. You know there's going to be bugs. There's going to be issues. I saw... A bug, actually, uh, somebody's gun posted on Twitter. 
where you literally just drop your inventory and it reloads you with another inventory. So <laughs> just uh, continual issues that they'll have to fix, obviously, over time. But a great step in the right direction. Um, I've always thought this, that creative has so much potential for the future of Fortnite. It's just a matter of how they continue to develop it. And so I see them continuing to develop it here, and uh, this could be uh, definitely a plus in the right direction. Man, uh, creative, I've always said creative is the future of Fortnite. It's it's what keeps games like Minecraft, Roblox, and all these other games alive mm -hmm. for years, like years and years and years. It's really giving people the, the know-how, but also the ability to just play the way you want to play and experience uh, the experiences that you want. And Epic has been on an upward trajectory. I think it's no surprise that creative has had like, I think the bigger player base for quite some time now, ever since it yeah. really started to take off uh, as far as activity goes. And uh, 50 man creatives is the future, I'm hoping, right, of like the entire creative hub, not just Zone Wars. Um, I was actually trying to uh, plan alongside another organization. I won't say who, because we're still going to plan something. Um, and we'll save that surprise. But we were throwing <laughs> up a couple hundred dollars each, man. We're going to put on a nice Zone Wars community tournament, invite like a, you know, a lot of the pros to do some coverage with the Prax server. Um, and it turns out the spec line does not work in the 50 man zone war. So it is very <laughs> much still a test. I was salty, dude. I was putting in all the work, all the resources. We got some sick graphics, man, dude. Like we jumped the gun and then we're like, Hey, uh, we should probably check if this spec even works long behold it didn't work so uh thank god we didn't announce anything before doing our test but yeah, yeah so i'm looking forward to 50 man creative panda for real no i mean it's gonna be like i said before it's gonna be a step in the right direction it's what we want to see we want to continue to see these developments uh not just in br but in creative too and uh another cool thing i don't know if we talked about it last week but something i definitely think needs to be brought up if you don't know so Fortnite is, it continually develops these things, right, in-game. But now their the relationships outside of the game are getting stronger and stronger. There are now comic books coming out of, of zero, Batman v. Fortnite zero-point comic books coming out directly from DC next month that are, honestly are going to help revitalize the comic book scene. Because if you don't know, comic books have been struggling for quite some time. But when you get a partnership like this with Fortnite, uh, it's definitely going to boost sales. It, solely I mean, because they, I was just going to say codes in it too. I was just going to say I think it's just going to make comic books cool again, right? Like, look what happened yeah. with the Pokemon community. Like, influencers, mm -hmm. Pokemon skyrocket, right? Like, comic books are still very much a collector's niche. Very, yeah. very much how you know the whole trading card game community is a is a collector's niche more or less. Um, you know, entertainment aside, so comics I think are right up that same vein, right? Same with like collecting, um, you know, sports cards and all that kind of stuff. People collect these things. So if you get some panda, get me one. All right, I want to I want to invest in in some comic books. I got uh, you, dude. This sounds sick. I didn't. I had no idea they were gonna do a comic book. Uh, as an artist, I genuinely appreciate manga comic books anime yeah. and that kind of stuff just because of the the art literally yeah i'm a huge fan uh, I, i've i've collected comics over the years like i have some very very rare comics from back in the day um but i'm all about supporting the local game stores and what they're doing um and there is this one local game store they're they're hooking me up and i was talking to them because i'd seen a tweet from hypex go out about this and and he's like, yeah, yeah, how much, however much you want, let me know. So I'm like, I put in a ton of orders, right? 
because it comes with codes that give you in-game items in the comic book oh. that you can only get from the comic book, and there's like like four or five different variants of it. So you have to get all the different variants. So Monster, you know I got you. Uh, but for those out there listening, find your local game store, and uh, good luck trying to pick some of these up. And also follow Life of Panis. I'm betting he's going to do some giveaways. If I know oh, Panda, you already know. he's ready, to, <laughs> he's ready to, you know, get the community hooked up. So check out Life of Panda on Twitter. Dude, this sounds super sick. Don't forget yeah. about me, Panda. I swear I will come knocking on your door. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm one who just appreciates comics for the art. But for this, this sounds like a collector's dream. And I got this mm -hmm. nice shelf behind me. I don't know if you know. And there's a lot of space on it. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll put I some stuff you. up on display back there, man. Sounds awesome. Um, let, let's jump into our last topic of the day here, guys. And I know this is the saddest part, right, when we get to the last. <laughs> here we are, though. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Ops. If you guys don't know who TSM Ops is, he's an influencer, content creator, Twitch live streamer. Uh, new to live streaming, big streamer now, blew up over the last year. Uh, people say that he got his career, quote-unquote, granted to him for playing alongside big names such as Kanata, Bucky, Clicks. But the truth is, this man is a grinder. He streamed for... If there's, what is it, 365 days in a year, I think he took five days off when he from since wow. he started his career or something like that, and he showed his calendar of how many days he streamed. This man put in a lot of work to get where he is, and now he's one of the faces and a top influencer in the Fortnite community scene. Um, he does some content. He does some competitive as well. He got banned this weekend by none other than FaZe Sway. Panda, <laughs> first of all, Sucks to see someone who is this driven get banned. Also is, I would say, a bit of a wake-up call, right? All your marbles, yeah. one basket. You see what can happen from a simple, simple mistake. Explain to uh, the people at home, how did Sway get his friend banned? All right, so let's talk about it. So obviously we know about the Clicks ban. We discussed and broke down how Clicks got banned for uh, showing Ron's bottom. So, but a very similar situation took place here. So what had happened was Ops had Twitter open. Sway sends him a DM on Twitter. And naturally, it is nude pictures on Twitter. And while they were talking, if I'm not mistaken, so obviously with the intention of him opening up on stream, maybe not intending for him to get banned, but it resulted in that. And, and I got to say, shout out to Ops. Like, he handled the one-day ban like a champ. Um, definitely better than some other people I've seen get banned for other things. So props to him for handling it well. But uh, he's definitely he's back now, and he is making sure he's not opening any more DMs from Sway. Yeah, he learned a lesson. But also, Sway, what the heck are you thinking? You're on a call with your boy. You know he's live streaming. You know he's opening a message from you, and you send him. I think it was just some black dude shaking his butt. By the way, guys. So it was. It wasn't even like a regular like. You know, yeah. ha ha, you know, hot chick or something. Like, no, it was like a straight up troll and he got banned for it. So, straight up jokes, um, but not jokes for ops, obviously. Gets himself in trouble here. He definitely has never been banned before. So, luckily, it's only going to be a 24 hour. I think last time we talked about how the female did something even crazier. She forgot her camera was on, took some explicit videos. So, yeah, like, it doesn't matter how crazy of the spectrum it is. Twitch still follows, I'd say, their uh, uh, 
timeline of how they ban people. So the first tier one ban is going to be 24. I think the second time you get in trouble, it'll be your one week or something like that. And then after yeah. that, it's 30 days and then perma ban. So like it's like the three strikes you're out kind of rule. But mm -hmm. man, way to blow your first strike right there, like without even trying. Um, fun fact, I got my first strike blown too. You want to know how, Panda? Really, how? This was before IRL was like a thing on Twitch and they were just trying to figure it out. I was playing Pokemon Go and I was mm -hmm. live streaming it. So I'm outside. I was riding my bike while streaming and I got yeah. banned for um, uh, operating a vehicle. Can you believe that? <laughs> operating a vehicle while live streaming was the ban. Uh, naturally, this is like dinosaur rules now. They will not ban someone for just traveling from point A to point B because of how popular <laughs> IRL is. But that's how old I am, I guess. Yeah, that happened to me. That, honestly, that's crazy. And Imagine. I, it's a bike. I was literally on a, a bike, guys. A normal, not a not a motorcycle, guys. A, a cycle bike. That's crazy. But, you know... Twitch be doing some crazy stuff, and they still really haven't changed all that much. Let's be honest, Monster. Dude, they have not. They get themselves into the craziest situations, and it's because the rules, like, they have to enforce them if it says they have to, but then you have all these gray areas as well, and it's the gray yeah. areas, and it's the enforcing of sometimes the most silliest politics that'll get them, that'll get them in, the, in the hot seat. Uh, so yeah. there you guys have it. Yes, I've been banned for riding a bike on Twitch once. Fun fact about Monster. Uh, cool let's move on though uh let's wrap this up let's close this out actually with the Fortnite 196 update it's coming in real real quick obviously what comes first is fn comp this weekend but yeah it definitely goes without saying our next episode is probably going to be in the new season so yeah. what are you looking forward to panda yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the the quote-unquote event if you saw the tweet today uh Fortnite put out a thread tweet letting everybody know how this is going to go down so we got the grand finals this weekend um monday is just going to be a regular day and then tuesday is going to be the new update this is going to be season six so you're going to dive straight in and when you dive in you're actually going to experience uh, the event as a solo player so the, instead of there being like the traditional oh there's an event and then we wait for a new season or whatever the case may be no you the, the moment you dive into season six you're actually diving into the event so that is the new thing that, that Fortnite put out there. So be ready next Tuesday, the 16th of March, you'll be experiencing Fortnite season six. And not only that guys, um, the event quote unquote event, you don't have to play it on the 16th. You'll be able to play this event whenever you first launch your game into the new season. So don't feel pressed to call out of work, you know, act yeah. like you're sick from school or do any of that crazy stuff. Handle your days. The event won't go anywhere. You can experience it at your own pace um, on the 16th or after the 16th. You'll just be able to log in and play through. And what you're going to do is you're going to actually play as Agent Jones and his mission to, uh, I guess, finish up the Zero Crisis. It's the finale for it. They use the words like explosive in the uh, the description when they were kind of talking about the thread. So I'm thinking we're going to see some stuff blow up. I'm thinking the Fortnite world's going to definitely alter. And I'm looking forward to the new season, man. Um also and this is just like a little bit of a 
I guess, down the lore of the game. What people are thinking is Jonesy, who is set out to save the world, I think did the opposite. I think he's doing the opposite. I think he's bringing back all these people from different timelines and he's destroying everything. So just FYI, I've read through some of the conspiracy stuff. Uh, I don't know how many <laughs> of you guys follow it, but it, it's interesting. It's funny. Um, love what Epix is doing here. And yeah, I think I think that's it for the episode today, though, Panda. Yeah, man. And, and a good episode indeed. We got a ton of topics done. We're on time for everybody at home. Heck this yeah. is a week-to-week thing. We're, and you know we're bringing you that consistency. Professionals. So, And you know we'll be back at it right after Season 6 drops. We're going to bring you, obviously, all the knowledge when it comes to Season 6. So make sure to tune in next week when we bring you that. Yes, guys. Thank you guys so very much for listening to the episode today, guys. As always, you can find Life of Panda at Life of Panda on Twitch TV, on Twitter. He likes to streams afternoons, late evenings for the East Coast, guys. So check my man out. As always, you can find me at Monster DeFace at Monster DeFace across all social medias. Feel free to send your complaints and all that good stuff to at Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. I'll be there to check them out. And uh, yeah, don't forget to dance out those kills and boost in those victory royales.